Hey guys, welcome back to the Haven podcast for episode 208. This is probably not a familiar voice. You're probably thinking, who is this? It doesn't sound like Paris. And that's because my name is Kelly Lee and I will be hosting the episode for today because we're actually going to interview Paris. (laughs) So this is going to be a really beautiful, juicy episode that she's going to share lots of incredible things with you all. And She's been wanting to do this, so I have, I'm have i honoured, actually, to be hosting this today. So before we dive in, I just want to ask you to, when you listen to this episode, if it inspires you, and I'm sure there'll be something in it, at least one thing that will inspire you or an aha moment, please share it with somebody, even if it's one person, because we never know when we can brighten someone's day and we can help them by sharing something with them. We don't know right in that moment what they need to hear and if we follow our intuition and our guidance and we share it with as I said with only one person even or with as many people as we we're guided to um, it's to help others so please follow the Haven podcast if you're not already on all the social pages and also uh, yeah definitely comment and rate it let's get this out there it's an awesome podcast we have um, there's she's got amazing um, episodes here with um, all the different beautiful people that she's interviewed. So let's get it out there. Okay, well, I'll stop talking now and let's dive in and start talking to Paris. Uh, Paris, welcome to your own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you so much for for having me and for welcoming me to my own podcast. Oh, no. It's going to feel weird, isn't it? What's up, guys? Um, usually I am the one interviewing, but today I thought we'd do something a little bit different so you guys could get to know a little bit about me. Yeah, why not? I think the, I love it. I love the idea. I think it's great. So we're going to follow pretty much the same procedure that Paris normally follows with her guests. And I'm going to ask Paris a bunch of questions and she's going to talk a little bit about herself you know, how she got started, what she's doing, what inspires her, all that kind of stuff, all that, all the fun facts and, um, and really inspiring stuff. So let's get going. Let's dive right in. Hey. Um, (laughs) so as Paris always starts talking to her guests, she asks them to speak a little bit about themselves and their story. And so I'm going to ask you the same thing. (laughs) So, okay, let's get going. Speak. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the story is an interesting one. Um, first and foremost, for those who don't know, it started back in Australia, back in Melbourne, uh, many moons ago. And also, for those of you who don't know, this is actually my lovely mother interviewing me on this podcast. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was really allowed to say that, but, <laughs> but that's good. Um, I thought it'll, um, it'll come out if it's meant to come out. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, born and bred in Oz, um, always been a creative, always been envisioning a magical life for myself. Um, gosh. The journey has been, like I said, interesting. Um, It's had a lot of twists and turns and ups and downs like everybody's journey. Um, Actually, if you guys listen to episode three with Holly Ulick, um, you will hear a little bit about my impact journey and the way that travel and adventure and life has kind of come about. Um, But essentially... Um, I 
again, I was always creative right out of high school, always wanted to do film and be in the entertainment world and do exactly kind of what I'm doing now um, with a little sprinkle of fashion. Um, So originally started in fashion, styling for the most part and got kind of my start that way. Um, Was lucky enough to live five, what felt like five lifetimes to be honest, um, in Sydney which is a very unique place in itself. Um, But yeah, that was really, I would say that that was definitely the, I wouldn't say a turning point, but definitely a chapter that felt like a lifetime. Oh, it's very hardcore in Sydney for those who don't know. (laughs) If you're an individual, you know, living alone and doing it on your own in Sydney, it's... to like I said styling um, and everything in between some crazy relationships along the way um, that definitely taught me a lot about what you want and what you don't want in a partner Um, and then also just the the way that Sydney is is a very different lifestyle it's not a very spiritual lifestyle Um, I was you know partying all the time and hanging out with the coolest people that you could think of um which really in realistic world it's not really that exciting um but that was sort of the life there and then yeah being you had a bunch of great experiences didn't you yeah there was a bunch of experiences grow and learn yeah there definitely was it was definitely an experience experimental I guess time um, but definitely, nonetheless, a great chapter and something that led me to where I am today, which is living in L.A. Um, with my crazy nut job of a dog, Holly, um, who I rescued from Vanderpump Dogs. So shout out to uh, Lisa and the team at Vanderpump. Um, who is so gorgeous. She's just a beautiful dog. So gorgeous. Um, Such a beautiful soul. Yes, if you're lucky enough to hear her in some other episodes you will hear her barking in the background (laughs) um but yeah so yeah living in LA now um gosh podcasting producing directing um quite a few things coming up actually there's a docuseries that we're working on um about people changing the planet funny enough that's actually the title of the project um so that's coming up soon uh where we're going to be able to travel and share stories of impact and adventure. Um, cheers to the motorbike in the background that you can probably hear. Um, and, yeah, so that's there's a lot of stuff in the works right now. Well, that's good. I think um, if I can just cut in too and say, before we go, jump to the first question and something I think that, I feel would be so inspiring to share with your listeners and obviously being your mum, having known all things that you've gone through, your experiences, um, I think that you've kind of downplayed a little bit in your, no, no, honestly, like give yourself the credit that um, because it's an inspiration to others in terms of from such a young age, what you knew, because because Paris was so in touch with her, yeah, of course, you know, living out in the world and the daily 
you know, routine and the 3D life and all that. But she was always very in touch with her intuition and her soul and her soul path. And from a very young age, um, like she registered her company when she was 14, 15, because she just knew that that's, you know, what she wanted to do. She knew that that's what she was here to do. So I think you don't give yourself enough credit to, you know, you steer away from that to have to share that with people. But she has where all the things that she's done, um, of course, not all of them, I guess you've gone, you've, you know, been led from your higher self, but mostly because we, you know, we go off track sometimes, but mostly you have followed your soul path. So you've known from a very early age the industry that you are meant to be in, in the en- the entertainment industry. You also know you will dabble in the fashion industry um, when the time is right again and all sorts of different things. And I think that's huge inspiration because some of us do not find out for dec- decades later we might know that we're here for certain things and on our path, but actually what that is a lot of us don't find out till later on in our life um and which way to you know to direct that so yeah so I just wanted to say that I think that's very inspirational to others and through that it hasn't been easy for you to stick to this path and over the last 18 months two years Paris has had a lot of lessons learned yes but ups and downs and all sorts of stuff but the true testament is that she has stuck to that um yeah to what she knows true to be her path and and push through and when you go off course you get back on that sort of stuff so yes I'll stop talking now but I just but I know that sometimes you don't share that depth of that with others but it's very very inspirational um I find for anybody to listen to that, to go, doesn't matter how hard the knocks come and what happens, because there's people out there will react differently to different things where from their level of consciousness, their state of consciousness, whatever's going on in their life and what they're pushing through, et cetera. So, but you still, you know, never let that knock you off your path and your course. And no matter, you know, how difficult and the, um, you know, the hurdles are or whatever. And I think everybody in life goes through that when they step onto their soul path and journey. And um, you see a lot try and, you know, think, should I give up? And so I think, yeah, so I just wanted to put that out there that it is, you know, it's very inspirational. So is there anything else you would like to add to your story now that I've said that? Or do you want to jump into the questions? Because I guess you can elaborate through the questions as well. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise we could be here all day talking. Okay, all right. Well, let's jump into the questions. And question one is, what are you grateful for right now? Oh, my goodness. Um, So many things, so many things. Um, Number one, I'm always grateful for my family because without them I would not be sitting where I am today. Um, So thank you to all of you amazing people. Um, I am grateful for the incredible weather that we have in Los Angeles right now. It's really, really beautiful and it allows us the ability to have a nice summer, even though this has received the mask mandate back, Um, but it's still nonetheless great and it's nice to be outside and not in lockdown. Um, 
And just really where things are happening in my career. Like I've met some incredible, incredible people over the last six months and some amazing things are transpiring right now. Um, there is a new talk show coming later this year um, with, a, with a great friend and keep your eye out because there is a lot of amazing content coming. Um, That's so exciting, yeah. Because so, yeah, I know what that is, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> yes, so that's what I'm grateful for at the moment. And are you grateful for the fact that um, you've kind of, through trying different things or or looking at different things, you feel more like solid now in where your focus is more into what you want to create, what you want to do? Yeah, I think so. It's the conversation we had earlier today about literally just choosing to create rather than choosing, you know, to do this project or that project or that project or this one or that one. It's just choosing to create awesome content, whether that be a podcast like this or a film or a TV series that we're working on or a short film. I'm also working on a couple of amazing short film concepts around mental health um, with some incredible people that'll be out, you know, in the next couple of months as well. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just all of it combined. Yeah. Can I just ask you to just check your volume to if, you, if it's right up? It might just be me that you sound a bit soft with, but just before we go on for the viewers listening, just in case it's not right up. Okay. Great. All right. Well, question two. <laughs> Maybe I should have read down the questions before I actually spoke before on this, but what is your mission on this planet? <laughs> um, again, that's a big one. Um, it's so well, what do you feel part of your mission is or your, for you? Yeah, well, it's funny because every time I ask the guests this question, they always go, well, that's a heavy loaded question. And I, it is a heavy loaded question. Um, but for me... My mission used to be, and it has slightly shifted a little bit, it used to be to be of service to others um, in whatever form that was, whether that was through creative content, coaching, whatever it was. Um, But for now, um, like I said before, just to create, like to create and creating will inspire somebody. It's going to inspire hopefully many people, but it will at least inspire somebody to do good in their life. Okay, and um, also I just realised when you were giving a bit of a blurb of yourself um, talking about Sydney, you did leave out that you were a meditation coach and a um, spiritual personal development coach. So for those that have only have known you now only in this entertainment world, your friends over there, over in America um, that you've met, and I, I guess there's that whole other side of you that, they don't know about um, that you also used to do all that work as well and um, delve into that health and wellness and holistic type healing and all that sort of thing. So, um, so you're all rounder really in that, you know, I was thinking today that when I was driving along, I was thinking that we get labeled with these things. And if somebody says to me, cause often I get people say to me, what do you do? And we, we, tend to say oh we do this or we do that and we label ourselves but I sort of think well and and they say pick two or three things to say what you do and I think well I can't because if I was to label my human self as doing what I do like I do a ton of different stuff that 
um, you know, but um, from writing to healing to all sorts of things. So I think that we forget when someone asks us what we do or what our mission is on the planet. Um, for me, it is to just bring more love and unity, you know, to the planet and everyone. And I think that whatever we create from that, uh, if we if we come from that space, then that's going to create that love and unity. And I know you've met some fantastic friends that are in that same energetic space, um, particularly recently of just really creating so much amazing content to bring that love and unity in. So that's really exciting. Is there anything else you wanted to say about that or you've said enough on that? <laughs> Okay. What is your morning routine like and how does that prep you for your day? Well, um, so my morning routine is usually starts off by getting attacked by Holly and (laughs) all over my face at whatever time of the morning she decides to wake up. Then it's usually some form of short meditation. And then most recently it's been a good old country jam session in the morning a country music jam session um cool that's been what it is before i get ready for the day um and yeah i think it's just important to always have um some kind of a little bit of structure but nothing too crazy i used to be the person that had you know, a drill sergeant morning routine because I thought that I had to have a 10-minute meditation, then a 10-minute journaling time, then my lemon water, then this, then that, then all these things when really um, it doesn't need to be like that. It can be if you want it to be and if that feels natural for you, but it doesn't need to be like that. So I think it's important to um, allow an expansion. Here she is, guys. Yeah. Um, But... That is, yeah, that's what I would usually say. I love that. That is so, I've, I've found over the years too, that's so important to share with people because we can, especially when we go on our spiritual path and we, you know, we go into meditation and yoga and all this sort of stuff and we tend to think it's got to be a routine. And like you said, I love the way you said, if that feels natural to you and that's you still feel really good to do that, do that. But if not... It's, it's, I think, when things become a chore, like if you wake up and your body just doesn't feel at that time like to do whatever it is that you had planned to do and you're going, oh, this is a bit of a chore. So I've learnt, you know, over the years that it's never, it's if it's a chore, then it's not from the soul. It'll never feel like it's meant to be a chore. So I love that. I really do love that. And you take your little holly for a walk, but is that in the morning or...? <laughs> but sometimes in the morning um yeah uh yeah we go for it we are very lucky to live where we live and we go for a beautiful little stroll by the water and um yeah that's i think what we all kind of agree on is it's good to move your body in one way or another but don't be so structured in it that's what you would say yeah yes, for sure cool okay Talk about a little bit about the importance of being grounded uh, and any rituals or something that is relevant to you regarding morning rituals and meditation. So I know we just touched on a little bit of that, but it's more about, say, something you would want to say on that. I would probably just add that it's, like we discussed, it's important to move your body, um, whether that be dance 
or a yoga flow or a gym. I know some people really like, you know, I have some friends that really like to jump into their masculine energy in the morning and they want to be in the gym lifting weights. Personally, that's not for me. But yeah, I also know some others that want to start the morning off with a yoga flow. Um, so I would say that keeping some sort of exercise routine is definitely important. And however that looks for you, it could be a walk along the beach. But however that looks for you, something that is important to you and something that gets your body moving. And then I will say journaling um, is a really, really important practice because what that allows you to do is to have a really clear mind for the day ahead because you get to kind of get on paper everything that's in your brain and then you can kind of like compartmentalize what is important and what's not important, what you need to take forward, what you don't need to take forward. Um, and yeah, sort of go from there. Do you do uh, breath work or much breath work or just some deep breathing or had? Um, that really depends on how I'm feeling in the morning. Usually, um, like I said, usually as soon as I open my eyes, I'm getting attacked by kisses. Um, <laughs> so usually I don't have much of a second to breathe and do any breath work. But um, if I am blessed enough to wake up before lunchtime over here, um, I will sometimes try and get in some breath work or some kind of breathing exercise and then flow into a light meditation. Right. Yeah. And with meditation, um, let's talk about that. Cause I know that, um, people that might be listening to this that are just starting out with meditate meditation or some that may have been doing it for quite some time, but there's this stigma. Would you, would you agree in the spiritual community or just in general that meditation has to be done a certain way, but you know, you learn as you go along and this might be helping someone that's listening because I know I've said this to people and they've gone, Oh wow. Yes. I'm going to, that makes so much sense. I'm going to do that now. But meditation can be anyway, you could be walking along the beach meditating. You could be walking out in the, you know, the forest or the, you know, in nature meditating. Um, I can meditate in my car in the sense, obviously, you're not closing your eyes because I'd be driving, I'd be hitting everything, but you can, you can be connected. Meditation at the end of the day is just being, is, is being centered and connected and balanced and coming back to that. Now, obviously, if you want to close your eyes and do the breath work and meditate like that and, and, and be still, that's a different type of meditation, but it's not, would you agree? It's not based on one structured way to meditate. Absolutely not. And I think that ancient civilizations have told us that that is the way it has to be. We have to sit there with the prayer hands or the, you know, fingers crossed, however you do it, sitting on a mat. Um, And it's not to take away from what they do because that is also beautiful. But if that's not what feels natural to you, then don't do it. Yeah. I personally, I can't sit still for any longer than five minutes usually because my brain is going at 65 miles an hour. Um, or more, 120 for that matter. Um, <laughs> so with, you know, 100 plus ideas at any one time. So for me to really sit down and, you know, meditate in the sense of the traditional way, it doesn't work for me. Um, no. And it, and I have, I've spoken to people too that it hasn't worked that way. What I would suggest though I, to anyone and I, and you, you know, tell me your thoughts on this, anyone's listening, that, if you've never meditated before and you are the type of person that has to be busy all the time to block out 
being connected and going within because you're afraid or in fear of, you know, going within and things like that, then yes, I would say it's very important to start to meditate the the tradition, more traditional way of, of stillness and being um, like centered and balanced that way, whether you listen to, you can listen to meditation music. But I think what we're trying to say is here, if you're out walking around and all that, not to still have your phone and looking at your phone and scrolling and all that sort of stuff. Like that's not meditation, you know. I think also a really great great tool um, is for those of you out there who may be familiar with the influencer Rochelle Fox, um, her Mindspo, her and Crystal's Mindspo um, meditations or their Mindspo school, is a really good tool for people who are just learning how to meditate because it shows you multiple different ways that you can do it, but also in a more in a more traditional way. Um, yes. Yeah. So yeah. Still keeping with that tradition, but allowing for a little bit of flexibility here and there. Um, so I would highly recommend that resource. Um, and then yeah, yeah, if you're like you know, one thing that I love doing is actually listening to a podcast on a walk or something like that. Or even just turning off my phone on airplane mode and listening to, you know, a country music song because I'm obsessed with country for some reason. Um, but yeah, you know, doing that and that for me is a meditation because the words and the expression and the energy and the vibration of country music is very high, even if yeah. we're talking about something that's sad. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many ways that you can do it, and no one's no way is the perfect way. No. One way I always used to teach is I always used to say to people, you know, habits, habits are, is it constructed over 30 days? So what I used to say to people is try the traditional method first for like a month or 30 days. See how it works for you. If it works, fantastic. If it doesn't work, try and take some of the principles from it that may have worked. So maybe the guided meditation part or music that you used or something like that and try and take that and put your own spin on it based on your intuition and what you're feeling in that moment um yeah say to people, great so that's probably what i would say um yeah yeah i, I love that talk about meditation all day long so let's- yes let's get back to some of these questions um Okay, this is a doozy. This one. What do you believe? <laughs> what do you believe the key ingredients is to living a meaningful life? Damn. Well, we've had an array of answers on this question so far. We've had happiness. We've had unconditional love. Um, so <laughs> many. Um, the one that I would say probably is most powerful is um, being present. Yeah. I feel like if you're not present in yep. life, you're literally watching life pass you by. So exactly. Then therefore you're not living a meaningful life because you're literally watching it pass you by. Um, so I would personally say being present and living in the moment. Um, yeah. Along with happiness and gratitude and um, unconditional love. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Yeah, and just going back to that living in the present because when we live in the past or the future, and obviously we're not living in the present, then we're too busy with our in our ego in the past or in the future and then we're not creating from that beautiful magic of the present. We're not creating from our soul. And, um, yeah, so. Absolutely. 
So, so let's just top that off again. So what was it? It was living in the present. Living in the present moment. Yes. Um, or being present. Um, happiness. Um, whatever that means and whatever that looks like to you because it can look different for everybody. Um, yeah. Gratitude and unconditional love, I would say, are the main key ingredients. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I would also say in that is like what you just said to living in the past, present and future. Um, the past is already gone. It's not coming back. So mm. what is the point in, I always say this to people, what's the point in living there? Because yeah. It's, it's, it's done. It's gone. You can't change Lovely. it. It is yeah. what it is. Yes. So, and you don't know what's coming. Like you don't know what's coming in the future. So you might as well live in the present or yeah. as, you know, um, to quote one of my favorite movies, as Dominic Toretto would say, you live a life a quarter mile at a time. Mm. Um, and when you live your life a quarter mile at a time, that's maybe 10 seconds. Mm. You're literally as present as you could be. We, I mean, your future is a creation of the, your present state of being. So your mind, your thoughts, your actions, you're going to create that future. So, you know, it's just so simple. Um, and to live in the present now, is it simple to do it all the time? No, is it? Hey, <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's, um, you know, I remember, um, just, you know, thinking that once it is, it, it is it every day, every minute choice to live in the present, like, cause we're so programmed and conditioned as humans to live in the past or the future, to live from ego and not to be present and live from the present moment, live in the now. We're not programmed to do that. Um, so it's kind of like really we, we as humans have to unravel the, all the old programming to to actually default because we still, people will say, yeah, I'm living the present, but they default and we all do, we will default to the past or the future with things. And so it's really a conscious choice, isn't it? To, to think consciously in every moment, which can sound like hard work, but you, once you start to really practice that like anything, it, you will learn to default to that more. So, and of course, that's where what meditation comes in as well. But I'm, I'm talking about instead of saying, oh, I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes a night and that's when I'll be present, you'll start to be, you'll default to being present more without meditating and just throughout the day all the time. But, um, but yeah, hey, we're human, hey. So, <laughs> so I love that though. I love that. And think of the world, if we had a world where more pe people were creating from that present moment and being in that peak because that brings, that brings that peace in. I get it. How has, this is interesting, how has taking your spiritual path changed your life? And from your mother, I feel like I want to say, well, she's always been on it. Yeah, I mean, I would, say, I would say I've always been on it. It's just taken a lot of twists and turns. Um, personally, when I mean when I was younger, when I was in my early teens, I was, and it's funny because I'm actually just about to release a masterclass about this exact topic, um, about how you can be spiritual and material and live in the same world. Um, yes, dynamite. That is so powerful. So many people think it can't be done. And in my, like I said, in my early teenage years, I thought it couldn't be done. So I was always yeah. focused on, oh, I can, I can only be spiritual sometimes. Um, yeah. But you know, that was 
when I was, what, 14, 15, something like that. Um, and I can't show it to others. <laughs> I can't show it to others, yeah. But for me, I think growing up a dancer and being a dancer my whole entire life, you're always connected to your soul and you're always connected to your spirit and your guidance. And I think that that never wavers regardless of what style of dance you ultimately do because you have to be connected in order for the movement to happen. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. Exactly, um, yeah. So I, I feel like I would say that it definitely has, yeah, I mean, I've always been on it. How has it changed over the years? Um, I mean, I've grown wiser. I've grown older and I've realized who you can trust, who you can't trust um, and what to look for in people. Um, yeah. And not always, to not always have the rose-colored glasses on just because yeah. you're a nice person and you think the other person might be nice too. Um, yeah. So that's what I would say um, has definitely changed and definitely in the last two years, but mm. more importantly in the last sort of three or four years um, is definitely, yeah, just... Yeah. Um, the, yeah, just those... those um, yeah. Because especially... Um, in that question itself, following, you know, taking a spiritual path, um, we can know, and in terms I'm talking about you, you can know what your soul path is and you're taking steps along that path and creating that magic uh, that you know you've come to earth to create, uh, to help the planet, to help humans, to help raise the frequency, to help move us into new earth, et cetera, et cetera. But you and and maybe I should ask you about this. You've kind of entered a type of like the entertainment is. You've entered an industry where yes, the old Hollywood's kind of crashing down and the news coming in. But to be a a, a big player in that world, like you've still had to um, overcome, haven't you? Like it's so. What I'm trying to say is, for me as a a writer and spiritual coach and healer and stuff, I can kind of be working, even though I feel I'm quite grounded, I could be working with people all day long in that headspace or in that frequency, but you still can sort of come across a lot of things, can't you, where, um, yeah, it's still very 3D. Los Angeles, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, and especially in a, in a, in a COVID world, I guess. Yeah is definitely different um positive or negative whatever way you want to take it um but i think you know i guess nothing like a global pandemic to um change the way that people think but that's a conversation for another day um, so can i just ask you then for anyone listening that is in a similar situation and i know this is off the questions so i'll just keep it short because we have others to go to but if someone's listening that's in your situation where they know that their soul path is in a, you know, and they're on it and, and they know what they need to be doing or, or feel so drawn and passionate about doing, but they can still see that maybe, you know, they're struggling to fit their spiritual world or their spirituality and their path into that world. So you're kind of blending, I guess, the 3D, 5D together. So those that are listening and thinking, yeah, I'm having trouble with this or, you know, because I'm going off into an industry every day where they haven't quite crossed over enough or I'm not, you know, and and they might be like a trailblazer like you that is meant to cut through the crap, cut through the old paradigm and the old crap. Um, and, you know, they have days where they might think, oh, God, you know, I really do I want to do this anymore. So 
Do you have some advice for them? That because I know you've had to do this and kept pushing through. And like I said before, you've never wanted to give up or never thought you were going to give up because you were just so driven and known from a child. That's what you're going to do. But for somebody that might, for somebody that might not be like you in that, you know, feeling like uh, they might be very extremely empathic and getting stepped on all the time or whatever it is, like what advice would you give someone out there for staying the course of the path, I guess is what I'm saying, and pushing through still in that 3D part of the world? I would say be kind to everybody because um, you never know who you, whose path you're going to cross that may be of help to you in the way that you're feeling. Um, yeah. Trust, you You have to trust your intuition 100%. And if you yeah. don't know how to tap into your intuition, you need to start learning how to because yeah. um, you have to trust that, especially in this industry. There's not, I mean, you can't trust anything else, to be honest. Um, yeah. Because yeah. there's so many naysayers and, you know, whatever. Um, but I think if, depending on what industry you are in, if it's any industry, but yeah, I would really say just be kind, trust your intuition. And literally just follow your own path like don't yeah. follow paths of anybody else's you know and i'll give you a perfect example i was in barnes and noble today picking up a friend's book and i um had you know i thought oh, you know what i could maybe learn a trick or two from you know a, a director's handbook kind of deal um and i thought about it and i was like well no because that's their creation that's not mm. my creation. Yeah. Um, so I would say, yeah, just stay in your own lane, stay in your own path, and everything will eventually work out how it's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, that's great. Your favourite place to travel um, and to stay balanced and energised. So um, there's, there's actually three places. So... We'll start with place number one. Um, if you know me and you know me well enough, you know that Indonesia, Bali in particular, is my most favorite place on this entire planet. It doesn't get any better than Bali. Um, and I've been so very blessed to spend a bucket load of time there. Um, secondly to that, um, secondly to that, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, um, is absolutely incredible. I was lucky enough to go there in 2012 and I haven't been back since, but I've planned on it for a project and I will hopefully next year. Um, yeah, there's just an energy about it. There's an energy, um, and you probably felt it too. You were there with me, so I don't know whether you felt the energy or not. But um, Yeah, it's a great place. I love it. It's just a yeah. different type of energy. Um, yeah. And I have to say, it honestly doesn't get much better than Melbourne. Melbourne, Australia. Really? Yeah, because not in the COVID times right now. <laughs> prior to COVID, it, it's an area where you can, I mean, you can have a great time. We've had the most amazing times in that city, whether it be a sports event or a concert or a dinner or a, like, it's just so multicultural that you can yeah. have so many amazing experiences yeah. there. Um, it's kind of how I feel like when I am in New York, it's very, uh, or London, it's very like multicultural and yeah. diverse, but because everybody in Australia is so chill for the most part, 
if you're actually Australian. Um, yeah. It's just a different atmosphere. It's fun. Um, yeah. There's nothing better than a summer's night at the Australian Open. Um, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, like you said, pre-COVID, it was the most amazing city um, right at this moment. Not so. Um, and I'm, and I'm, I'm still stuck in here in my going in on my on currently on my fifth lockdown. So I, <laughs> you're not going to get a good. No, look, that's fine. I mean, I there's there's other reasons, and I can be grateful for to and things like that. But um, yeah, it's a great place when all that's not going on. And when certain political parties are not running it and it has such beautiful, like it, it really has. I mean, I even wrote about it in my book too, it, you know. Oh, I forgot the football as well. How can you forget? Yeah, the football that I love it too. And there's lots of amazing cafes and restaurants. It's known for its cafes and restaurants and mingling and um, sports events. And, yeah, it's kind of, it, it is. I want to hear my uh, verbal progression of amazingness about Indonesia just go and listen to the episode with Holly because yeah about Indonesia for probably like 20 minutes of that episode yeah um, so I'm not gonna overload that now but go back and listen to that yeah. episode and you'll you'll hear about why I love Indonesia so much and that's why I didn't actually ask you any more about Bali because I have, <laughs> listened, I have listened to that episode um and guys go and check it out it's i love that episode it was um it was fun it was real it was raw it was just and and speaking about bali because you know i've been living on and off in bali you know until covid hit um and it just is so oh gosh you know my soul is there too and um especially what's happening at the moment um with them but yeah, but no, that's why I didn't go into it anymore. But yeah, go listen to the one with Holly. It's episode Absolutely. three, isn't it? Episode yes, three? Episode yes. Holly yep. Yeah, because Holly also spent a lot of time in, used to live in Bali and um, has a lot to say about it as well. And it's just so beautiful. Bali yeah. crew. <laughs> the Bali crew, yeah. <laughs> kind of hanging to get back there myself when things, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so. And also just on that last part of the question of staying balanced and energised, I think um, definitely Bali obviously can do that. It has such beautiful um, healing qualities but also just to be centred and balanced and everything. And Well, it's funny you say that because for me when I talk about, and y'all will all see this in my masterclass, but for me um, – the part that I love about Melbourne is that you can get dressed up and go and see a show and go to dinner and, you know, wear yes. a dress and wear heels and do all of that. Um, yeah. And Indonesia is the complete opposite. You don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can, but I never have. You know, I'm wearing yeah. flip-flops and bikinis all day long. Um, yeah, in bar, yes, yeah. So, so I think that that's really why it's, you know, why there's those two different places that I really love. Um, yeah, the diversity and that and diversity and polarized look. Yeah, and definitely, and like you were saying before, it comes back to um, you can still be on your spiritual path, but have that other side, have side of you as well of loving all those things. And um, mm-hmm. and I think it's such a great idea you launching um, what you're going to be launching. What is it again? Is it like not a course? It's a 
it's a masterclass, yeah, um, where you can actually help people with that and inspire them with that because it is it is a um, it is a task to to have that to blend that crossover. You know, um, also, a lot of people can't do it. Crossover. Um, go listen to the first episode of the season with Anthea because that's what birthed the conversation and the idea. Wow. Okay. Well, I haven't, I haven't actually heard that myself, so I'm going to go and listen to that too because um, I haven't heard it. But, yeah, it's great, great conversation. Um, okay. So how important is impact work and giving back for you? The most important thing I'll ever do. Um, oh, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful answer. Impact. And I think for me, I've been very, very blessed in my life to be able to travel the world and, you know, go to all these incredible places. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, not everybody has been that privileged and I'm very privileged, but um, to be able to to have that experience and to be able to see, you know, I remember one of my very first experiences, and I think I talked about this in season one, possibly, um, I don't remember which episode, but one of my very first experiences was with a five-year-old girl in Bali um, and having little kids run up to me that were the same age as me trying to sell me jewellery because they, mm. didn't, they didn't know how, how else to support their families. Um, and for me, at yeah. five years old, I didn't really think about it. I, I mean, I don't know if I did or not, if I just kind of looked at it and kind of go, okay. But as I grew up and as I you know, experienced more of the world and things like that, I kind of thought, wow, like that experience is, was crazy for me to think about that. Um, so I always mm-hmm. think about that and I kind of go, it's kind of what, it's kind of what shaped me. And I've always been about, you know, you can have fun when you travel and do trips and things like that. But if you're not impacting someone's life or giving back, like what are you really doing? To be honest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, impact yeah. and giving back is important. You'll always see me on some kind of, charity adventure or some kind of you know we have a non-profit that is launching um very very soon um feel the beat within it's a dance non-profit and through that initiative we will be able to bring dance and art and amazingness to underprivileged communities around the united states um and then eventually globally um but that, yeah this is wonderful yeah that's kind of the Great what we're working on right now so yeah that would yeah. that would be my answer to that question yeah perfect and and it just it just comes from that passion doesn't it like and and that's when things are aligned vibrationally it just flows better you can see when you try and work on something or not you particularly but I'm just saying when someone tries to work on something and trying to make something happen that is not from that vibration and comes up against blocks and struggles and why isn't this working and you know, whereas when you really shift onto that, to what is more aligned and it flows more and you go, oh, yeah. And just thinking of when you were talking about what you said before um, about people changing the planet and uh, what we're trying to get off the, the ground, that actually, um, to the listeners out there, I got that channel and created that back in 2015 when I was living in Cairnsfar, North Queensland, and it just came out of the blue. And um, at that time, I was thinking of launching it as a website and that never happened for certain reasons. And it's just so beautiful that it's now come full circle 
Uh, I can't say too much about it, can we, but for what it's going to be. And, and, and it's all about impact. You know, that's why I thought of it's all about helping others, giving back. And but not only that, it's it's all about um, bringing awareness of those that are already doing it. So many, you know, hence people changing the planet all around the world, and it's going to showcase so many people and things and organisations. And yeah, so so if you're listening, yeah, just um, keep in mind about that and and to to when that comes out and when that's all happening. And um, yeah, so. So now we're going to move into a bit of a fun, goofy segment if we haven't already been fun and goofy enough. <laughs> well, you know, you never know. I'm trying to keep very poised here. I can really get into the whole goofy, wacky, weird sort of, you know. Anyway, um, so your favourite quote. Were you not ready for that one? <laughs> no, I am. Um favorite quote is a girl can be two things classy and fabulous um and if you don't okay, know that's by it's coco chanel um uh, yes you're very inspired by her by like oh if yeah yeah that would be like right off the bat it's actually funny because a friend and I had this conversation the other day and I think I told you about it, is that quotes are an interesting thing because quotes are never really, like, they can be your own if you make them up, obviously, but being inspired by someone else's quote is like, well, that's not your truth and that's not your essence. Um, so it's very interesting, but... I well, it can know. be. It, it still can be, I guess, your truth if, if somebody, if it's... If somebody's quote, if it's if that quote well, has, if you're believing in somebody else's quote, is it really what you believe, or are you just believing in somebody else's quote because it sounds good or it is inspirational? True, um, but I think our soul knows, our soul directs us to. So if we we can hear several quotes, but we hear a quote and that just sticks with us, it's like it brings that awareness to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be my favorite quote. It's yeah, good, that's always been my favorite quote. It's lovely. Yeah. Do you have a do you have another quote that you stick by like for more? No, no. That's it. okay. Um, your favorite song to listen to that inspire that inspires you. Oh. Um, or I guess genre of music you could I say. I have a well. lot of songs that inspire me. Um, right now I'm currently obsessing over Chase Rice's album. Um, oh. So that would be what I'm listening to right now. But, um, gosh, I am always inspired by so many songs. Um, Paralyzed by Delta Goodrum. If you have not heard that song, that is incredible. Oh, okay, um, haven't heard that. And, God, what can I say? Anything by Guy Sebastian is always legendary. Um, yeah doesn't get much better than Guy Sebastian I know he's I would have to say yeah top three is what I really listen to right now is always Guy Sebastian there's always a Guy Sebastian song on my playlist um Chase Rice Delta with a little sprinkle of pink in there somewhere sometimes depending on what track she has going on 
Um, yeah, she's and awesome. And if I'm really going to pin it back, not everybody may not know who NXS is, but um, NXS and Never Tear Us Apart. So NXS yeah, you'd love NXS. Yeah. Mm. And for those that don't know who Guy Sebastian is, he's an Australian singer-songwriter and amazing. Incredible, so good. <laughs> yeah, no, he really is and, yeah, very well known and done very well in Australia. So I feel like we had this conversation when I interviewed you on the podcast. I feel like we talked about Guy Sebastian. Oh, did we? Because I asked you what your favourite song is and you said one of Guy Sebastian's songs. Oh, did I? Yeah. Wow, that was way back. Also, also, I was just thinking then, actually, he might be quite known a little bit to some people in the US too because didn't he uh, go over there? Pardon? His song Battle Scars with Lupe Fiasco. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, a long time ago but. Um, mm-hmm. Many moons ago. Yeah, but he's great. He does a lot of charity work and things with um, teenage mental health and all sorts of stuff too, doesn't he? So he does a lot of great great things um okay let's have a look at what the next question is on here what movie oh goodness (laughs) how long have we got on this podcast no what movie or tv show or book has impacted your life in a big way and um what did you take away from it so let's start with the movie tv or book that you feel maybe the first okay off you go um Dirty Dancing, absolutely. Dirty Dancing is my all-time favourite movie. It's never wavered. It will never, ever change until the day I do this. Oh, that's beautiful. Unless, of course, um, well, even no, because I'm not going to boost myself and say that my movies will be my favourite because they may not be. Um, But. Yeah, I love it too. It's a great movie. Incredible. It's so classic. Um, Yeah. And so inspirational because. I know, and how's the story about it that it, it almost never made it to yeah, the screen? Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yep, yep, yep. Crazy. Um, wild. Um, TV show? Well, for my One Tree Hillers out there. Um, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. One Tree Hill is, in my opinion, the most legendary show of all time. Um, what did yeah. I take away from it? So many things. It inspired me to become a writer. It inspired me to move to America. Um, it inspired me to actually enter this crazy universe that is the entertainment industry. Um, it's actually funny because I was listening to the Drama Queens podcast the other day that um, the girls from One Tree Hill. Oh, yes. Yep. And um, they're going back from the pilot all the way through and they've never watched it before. Yeah. Um, and it's just really interesting to see um, how they are, like how they're answering some of the questions. But I would say that, yeah, that would be the takeaways. Um, the philosophy behind the actual show, um, again, it was a little show that they thought wasn't going to make it anywhere. It was actually, for those who don't know, it was a feature film titled An Unkindness of Ravens um, that then the creator, Mark Schwann, um, went to, or somewhere along the line, I think someone approached him and said, you know, why do you want to spend two hours in this universe when you could spend 22 hours 
a year in this universe. Um, and for me, that was something so profound to hear and something that I obsess over all the time. Um, so, yeah, ultimately that is the answer to the question. I think the last one is my favourite book or a book yeah. that inspired me. Um, wow. I would say, so in 2013, I had a really low bout with anxiety. Um, and if it wasn't for Melissa Ambrosini at Mastering Your Mean Girl, um, I'm not sure if my life would be where it is today. So kudos to you, Mel. I love you. Um, yes, yeah, she's gorgeous. And thank you for inspiring me always. But thank you so much for writing that book that changed my life. And it did actually. I mean, I, I, I didn't even know about it then, and you told me about it. And um, but I know what it did for you. I know how powerful it was for you, and um, and just really helped you. I think you know before when we were talking about that when you know you're meant to be on a path, and sometimes you think it's so difficult to get there and to keep pushing yourself there. And I think. It felt like to me that that was a huge change in you to go, yep, I need to get onto this path. I need to get onto my soul path and start to make this work how I, however I can. So, yeah. yeah, yeah I will add in there, though, that in terms of the film aspect, if it wasn't for Harry Potter, I probably wouldn't have created a lot of the fantasy stuff that I'm creating at the moment. Um, Harry Potter and Vampire Diaries definitely also made that a possibility. Yeah, I was going to say you're a huge Harry Potter fan, you know. Oh yeah, I'm every off to the I'm off to like, the. Um, someone who doesn't like Harry Potter. No, <laughs> you don't like Harry Potter. <laughs> Sorry if you don't like Harry Potter, and but love Harry Potter. Would you say Dirty Dancing inspired your like to keep dancing, or you already had that? No, I had that. I didn't need any yeah. inspiration to keep dancing. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's something I'll do for the rest of my life. But um, Dirty Dancing just inspired me in so many ways in a sense of it was A, two people that shouldn't have been together, um, that came together and just even like... Society maybe, conditioning together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, also like who doesn't love Patrick Swayze? I mean, come on. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think also even just like the fact that she, yeah, she was learning something new. Yeah. She learned to dance and yep. dance with someone who she fell in love with. And, mm. and how's, how's the chemistry they had on that? Because I just remembered when I was listening to her in an interview, she didn't like him at all um, before they started doing it and they were worried that it was kind of like someone wanted him and then someone wanted her, you know, um, the producers, and it was like, and the writers, and it was kind of like then how are these two going to work? She doesn't like him, but, you know, and then on screen they, the chemistry was just amazing. So, yeah, yeah, that's, it was really interesting. I think she did get to like him after that. <laughs> but, um, okay, that was, yeah, that was great takeaways from that. And, um, yeah, so... How important, just shifting it into a different area, how important is it to build a business with heart? 
I think building a business with heart, first and foremost, if you're not building a business with heart, mm. then in my opinion, what the fuck are you doing? Because why are you building a business if you don't love it and you're not passionate <laughs> about it? Um, Straight to the but, point. Yeah, but to, it's important because it's it becomes what you're in alignment with and it attracts what's meant to happen for that business. Yes. So, I'm not saying you can't have a business that you're not passionate about, but I'm saying like, why the fuck would you want to? Yeah. But why would you want to? Um, Exactly. That's what I would say to that. Okay. Short (laughs) and sweet, but fair enough. Do you have any new tips for new, uh, any tips for new entrepreneurs or those that may be looking at jumping in and starting their own heart centered businesses? And I'm sure you've got lots of those tips. Um, You've got a lot of tips, but you know, we don't have all day. But (laughs) I'll make it quick because we don't have all day. First tip I would say is do not ever get into business with somebody that you don't know. First tip, tip number one, don't ever do that. Um, tip number two. And by no, do you mean like really no? <laughs> correct, yes. Um, yeah. Tip number two, leverage your resources. And when I say leverage your resources, don't try and do everything yourself. And don't try and micromanage everything. Don't try and, you know, be the star power show of the whatever your business is. Um, But leverage your resources. Like if you have resources to leverage, use them. And if you don't, find them. Um, And that can be in many ways. You can even reach out to a local business center if you don't know how to run a business um, in your area or in your community. There's a lot of resources around. There's a lot of inspirational, motivational healers and, mentors and stuff that always have free advice that you can even listen to and learn from. Um, So that's what I would say. And then the third thing I would say is pick something that you would want to do, A, for the rest of your life if money was no object. And I know that's like a question down below. But And then also something that you're prepared to do 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because when you are an entrepreneur and you have your own business, that's what it becomes. It becomes that lifestyle. Um, yeah. And of course, you can turn off the off button, you can turn the off button or on button, whatever, which way you want to do it, and take a break. But it really has to be something that you're passionate about because you're literally doing it 24 7. Yeah. Well, you can take breaks, but yeah, we we understand what you mean. Yes, exactly. But in, the yeah. in the beginning, yeah. something that you're really trying to do, there may not be a lot of time for breaks, depending on exactly. How yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And I think this kind of this question sort of well kind of blends in out the difference between a business that makes money and a business that makes an impact in money, and that's kind of I don't know if you want to. Yeah. Well, a business that makes money um, is literally just a business that makes money. So it could be a something like McDonald's because what impact do they make? Nothing. No offense to McDonald's, but um, yeah, yeah. You no, know, that's not a, a heart. Well, it's not a heart-centered business. Um, yeah. Or something like Amazon, for example. What impact are you making other than putting a biodegradable mess on the planet? Um, and I, I'm, I mean, I order from Amazon, so I'm not, not everyone's perfect, but that to me is just a business that makes money and turns over profit. 
It's not a yeah. business with heart. It's not a business with passion. Mm. Um, well, unless they're doing a lot of impact in the work in the uh, world that we don't know about. Flying, flying to space is not impactful to the world. Anyway, we'll move on from that. But um, <laughs> I think that, yeah, um, the dif- yeah, the difference is is that exactly is exactly that. Um, yeah, is the passion and the because the thing is. If you're passionate about something, the money will come regardless. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's also like, why do you just want to make money in a business? Why don't you want to impact people's lives? Even if it's just the yeah. lives of your staff members, like, why don't you want to yeah. change people's lives? Um, so that would be my answer to that question. And for those listening that say, oh, yeah, but sometimes when you're passionate about something, it doesn't always bring money. I mean, I've been in that situation and what I found with my experience is that you're still not uh, you're still living in fear in some way in your life you're not being truly authentic in what you're trying to create and um, because you might be worried about what people are going to say or exactly. how it turns out or whatever exactly. so um, I truly believe one million percent what Paris said that when you are passionate and aligned with it it comes and if you're in that situation and it's not coming, then it's about going back within and because there'll be something not aligning within you and creating that block of like it was with me um, of not, you know, of being maybe scared to put yourself out there more or whatever it is. So, yeah, I just wanted to chime in and say that because I used to get annoyed when I'd hear that sometimes, you know, on podcasts and things or YouTubes and I'd say, yeah, well, I'm passionate and, you know, but this hasn't right, worked so. out or whatever. But so I... It took, you know, it took a few years to unravel for me and I just wanted to say that for others that might be in that space as well, so, you know, that I was. So we're just going to jump in now because I've noticed that it, we are really running out of time. Um, so <laughs> so just some quick questions. Do you believe in the term leaving a legacy? Holy shit. Um, yes and no. Come on, you ask your, your guests this. <laughs> In a sense of, do I believe that we should attach something to a word? No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think that the impact and the imprint that you make on the world will, in some form or a way, some people will remember you by it? Yeah. I mean, you're, either your family will remember you or the kid down the street whose life you impacted or, you know, yeah. The, you know, if you're an actor, the 44 million people that saw you in a movie, that you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, it, it can ultimately be that. But I think it has such a stigma and such a connotation to it um, that I really just think that it's important to do what you're passionate about and do what you do and ultimately that will be your legacy and that will yeah. be a legacy. Beautiful, yeah, because if you're passionate and going and working from your soul and soul purpose anyway, well, obviously that is is going to impact in how you're meant to be, you know, doing that with that impactful work from your path. So, um, so what would you do for the rest of your life if money was no object? Exactly what I'm doing now. Oh, that's beautiful. Create magic and give people opportunities. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think, think when you ask that the world and get rid of all the billionaires that don't use their money wisely. Yeah, I think it, when you ask someone that question and they can still answer that they're going to continue doing what they're doing, it truly means that 
they're on their soul path and that's what they they want that's they're passionate about they know that's their purpose and they they just really align with that so yeah that's that's beautiful because there'd probably be a lot of other people answer that and say oh I'll just take the money and go and live in the Bahamas but <laughs> I mean that'd be nice but would be nice too but yeah um if you could sit down with anyone passed on or alive who would it be Oh, who would it be? I have three answers to this question. Mm-hmm. Shoot. <laughs> My first answer is Princess Diana. Oh, yes. Yeah. Actually, I can see why that's your first one. I yeah. would love to know. I would love to ultimately help continue her legacy. But also, I just think she's the most incredible woman Ever. Mm. Um, that would be number one. Yeah, she had a, um, a huge purpose in her soul path, didn't she? Being here, yeah, Earth side. Yeah. Um, and well, this might take people by surprise. Others who know me, it will not surprise you one single bit at all. Um, but my absolute dream, and this will happen one day because I'm going to manifest it, and it will happen. My absolute dream is to sit down with Rafael Nadal, Roger Federer, and Novak Djokovic, and oh, lovely! Have a conversation with them and talk about their legacy, talk about their incredible accomplishments, um, mm. and share whatever they want to share with the world. Um, ultimately, that goes beyond the life of tennis, and I think that for anyone who knows me, will know that. Um, those three men in particular, um, I usually look mainly to a lot of women for inspiration, um, but those three men in particular, I've been extremely blessed in my life to watch them perform on the greatest stages in the world many, many, many times. Um, and I've also been very blessed to have a small encounter with Novak Djokovic when he wasn't the superstar that he is today. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, at Melbourne Park and... I'll never forget um, that experience and I'll never forget the way that the way that he spoke to people then and even the way he speaks to people now is just the most beautiful and profound thing. And I think that, um, yeah, that would honestly, that would be incredible. Um, and yeah. He's a beautiful one, man. And we were saying this the other day, someone that can be, that well known and famous and doing the job he does, but still bring so much of his spirituality and path into it and blending the two. It's you don't always see that, as I said, bringing the two worlds together and showing that and not being afraid to show that in front of the world how he speaks, what he does, his causes, how he shows up. Yeah. Like, yeah, and and so for him to be able to do that with that world, you know, um. Yeah, you know, just as famous as he is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's something to say of like, call him a champion, call him what, I mean, all of them are incredible. Call him a champion, call him whatever you like. But for somebody to have, think about it, a, and he spoke about this recently, a. Are you right there? You're dropping your microphone. A little kid in his bedroom in Serbia talking about 
winning Wimbledon. And here we are, 20-something years later, and he has won six Wimbledon titles and nine Australian Opens. And to me, that is absolute insanity, not just in professional sport, but in the world of tennis. Um, And that is really a testament to the power of your mental strength. Yes. Um, Because if, you know, he didn't know that was going to happen all those years ago as the little kid in Serbia, but Mm -hmm. he never gave up and he never wavered from that journey or that mission. And I think that's so incredibly powerful. So that's the I have for that. Um, And then from a professional standpoint, if I could sit down and pick the brains of Quentin Tarantino, Ah. incredible directing skills, that would be another one. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. And I think we're just going to wrap it up now with one last and final thing of someone who inspires you. So who would you say someone or has been your biggest inspiration? I guess you've just spoken about the some of those people that have I been. I but... spoke about that. Um, I would say outside of my family because um, I feel like your family and your friends are always your biggest inspiration because they're the ones that are with you 24-7 all the time. Um, but outside of that, um, Novak Djokovic. It doesn't get any yeah. more inspirational than that. Um, yeah. 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 Great. Okay. Well, I think that's it. Is there anything else you want to say for anything? Um, no, the only thing I would say is stay tuned for the masterclass. Actually, the masterclass will be out by the time this episode is out. Um, so you'll be able right. to go and check it out. Okay. And yeah, just one thing I was reminded of the other day is to just have fun in life. Yeah. So I think that if you can do anything today, uh, is just go and have fun. Yeah. Go and have fun. Um, and, and, and having that fun raises your vibration. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I think that's what I'll leave it with for today. Great. All right. Well, I think we've done well. We've covered a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, been fun. You've talked about a lot of great things, inspirational things, and um, so I hope that you're happy with, my part of the podcast yeah of the interviewing and um it's always a bit strange to be on the other side of what you you know you're normally the, I'm doing my job well, and you're not a host so you did yeah. very well thank you yeah no I'm not a host and never thought about ever being a host <laughs> <laughs> okay great well thank you um for everyone for listening out there as well um I'll say that on behalf of Parasine it's her podcast yeah, thank you and um, was lovely to chat and lovely to get this this podcast done and all the questions and the answers and yeah so thanks for chatting with us and sharing yourself with all your listeners. We yeah. will touch base soon and I'll see y'all on the other side of the microphone in the next episode. Much love. Okay. Bye bye.